This is Seal Talks, episode 8. Hi, Starkitics. Welcome to another beautiful episode of the Seal Talks podcast. Seal Talks is that podcast dedicated to helping architects find new ways, develop strategies to grow their business while enjoying practicing architecture, you know, balancing the architecture and the business side of their practice. And as always, I am your host, Egbayon Leonard, and welcome to Seal Talks. On today's episode, we'll be looking at finding a niche in architecture. At the end of this episode, you will have gained an insight on what a niche is, how to take steps to develop niche for yourself in order to earn more, create better impact, make more revenue, and of course, create the architecture practice of your dreams. So let's get right into it. So the first question we'll be asking ourselves is, you know, what is a niche and why do I need to have a niche in architecture to end better or create better impact as an architectural practice or as an architect? So first and foremost, we'll look at what a niche is. Then we'll look at how to understand a niche and the steps you need to take to actually develop a niche for yourself in the architecture space. And also we'll be looking at some case studies of architects in our client or persons or practices that have done the same thing uh, or better still, innovated ways to create niche for their own business and their business as they are thriving today. So we'll look at them as a case study and then we'll also look at the benefits or the reasons or the advantages of having a niche in architecture. So a niche is a segment of a larger market. You know, when we mean uh, a segment, it's just a small part of a general thing. So take architecture, for example. If you want to say a niche in architecture, it will mean that you are focusing on not all aspects of architecture as it were, but a small segment of it. And that segment in itself, you know, will be defined by its own uniqueness, its own preferences, and it has its own identity. Meaning there are people in that particular segment who will require, you know, the services tailor suit for them. So uh, I'll take it a step further. In understanding a niche, I'll take the Nigerian system uh, of today as it is. You agree with me that there are thousands of persons in the architectural space today in Nigeria or in Africa that are willing to take way less, you know, than what you are refusing to take from your client currently. And what that means is that if your client comes to you and tells you, okay, this is how much I have X, Y, or Z amount to pay for this particular project. And you are well aware that this amount you have charged is actually worth it, but the client does not see the need to pay it. It's not that the client cannot afford it, but the client does not see the need because if he walks away and looks for another person, there are thousands of people who accept way less for the same job that you are refusing to take for. And like I always postulate that architecture is just like every other business or product. And because of that, they react to economic forces, you know, what they call market forces, which is basically supply and demand rules. And the principles of supply and demand basically denotes that when you have high supply and there's low demand, you know, you have a situation where somebody can price you anyhow. 
and also on the, the flip side if there is low supply and then there is high demand of that product it means that that product can be sold or charged at a premium fee so in this case now the architectural service that you are rendering is what we term as the product so if there is low supply meaning that there are less people in that niche in that segment that are providing that particular service you are providing but there are clients who need or require that services there are quite a number of them it means that there is low you know supply and then there is high demand meaning that you as an architect can charge you know premium fees for that particular service rendered so in going forward let's see how best we can you know be very down to earth in the african setting what are the things you can do you know to first and foremost create that niche how do you find a niche in the first place now architecture as it is in africa is such that you know everybody is doing everything jack of all trade master of none even though there are people who that system have worked for and i keep saying it over and over again that there's no one route to the market square you can take any route as far as it gets you there so the first thing is knowing the goal you know what is it you want to achieve at the end of the day then tailor ways to suit it so the first thing first you do is to identify that okay i want to of course find a niche meaning that i want to earn better i want to make certain impacts in this area of architecture so in doing that you first reflect on your passion and interest that's the first way to start because something that i have realized is if as a creative you are doing something for the sake of being paid for it at the end of the day you end up being frustrated most of the time now if you are a creator or more like you're a creative and your interest is what pays you you last longer you don't burn out easily so that's the first place to start you reflect on your passion your interest and you may need to do this by identifying using an analogy now a formula which is a SWOT and SWOT analysis will basically look at what your strengths are what your weaknesses are you know everything in between what it is that you you thrive at is it design is it visuals is it marketing is it the business of things so when you look at that sector it gives you your strength you analyze basically the things that you can and cannot do and you can do this even as an individual or you do this as a firm that's the beautiful thing you first reflect on your firm structure what is it that we enjoy doing as a collective unit how can we better this process so this is the first one is reflecting on your passion and your interest okay we have identified our interest and what we are passionate about are there clients who are uh, you know what are clients need that can be tailored suit to this interest what is it that the clients are interested in you know what is their demand what is it that they want you know that they are willing to pay for that can be created from this interest that we have outlined and then also going further you need to also do a detailed research you know do market survey and establish who the major players in this particular you know segment is now you have identified this is what your interest is you have identified okay what are the problems that clients are having generally around this area how can we provide solution to it such that we enjoy doing it while getting paid for it right now are there other people in that same segment providing their service and once you have done that 
then you need to also understand what their strengths are what is it that they are providing currently that you may need to up your game on so that leads us to the next point you need to level up now leveling up may mean that you are taking a course or you are training your staff you know to gain deeper insights in this particular field or in this particular niche or segment you are going into and after you've done that you put your theories to the test and you simply do this by promoting and testing that niche strategy by promoting that there are some basic questions you need to ask yourself and there are three and they are governed by the laws of economics on demand and supply and in order for you to carve a niche out in you know in an uncrowded field in architecture what you simply need to do is you look at it where is supply currently low you know first and foremost identify what had fields that in of architecture that provide services and all that you can term is in that space it can be in buying and selling it might be just your service you're providing or it might be a product you are selling and what you do in this case is you identify where is it that supply is low meaning not many architects providing that particular service in the way that you wish or believe it should be done so when you have identified that then you look at where is demand high are there clients in this particular field that we have identified that the supply is low are there people willing to pay top naira for it so when you have done that then you are on your way to actually having an niche then you now decide to promote yourself and put yourself as number one and to do that you need to be implementing your niche strategy it could be your service delivery style it could be how you relate with new customers basically all of that so in order to understand how all of these things I just explained, you know, the processes of actually creating a niche for yourself, research and all of that, I'll digress a bit and I will use a bit of, you know, some case studies of architects in Africa. Or let's narrow it down to Nigeria, to people who can relate. These are people you already know. And if you agree with me, at the end of this, um, this conversation, you already see okay how they've been able to implement one or two of the things we have spoken about here in no particular order first and foremost i must put a disclaimer here now these names and these brands that i'm mentioning have not paid me in any way to talk about them but i'm using them as a case study so you relate with how creating a niche can help your business growth and how creating a niche can set you apart from the rest just by recognizing your brand. So that is the purpose. It is basically for case study purposes and not because I'm trying to market them. So with that said, <laughs> with that said, I will simply just look at the first one. And I am sure if you are in the AEC, you know, space, the architecture, construction and engineering space, you would have heard of this first one I mentioned, which is print my drawings now print my drawings is an online shop that allows you upload your drawing files from the comfort of your home and office and this service is timely and well thought through because i can guarantee you that as designers mostly as architects right from days of school it is when you need to print that your printer will tell you oh god i'm not working today <laughs> so because of that i personally believe that the service is timely and they have created a niche for themselves now you ask me how did a printing organization in in quote you know make it to my list now let me explain you agree with me that there are many printers in nigeria right 
good. Now, also, if you have a project and you needed drawings printed and delivered at affordable cost, would you rather load it into a flash, you know, and then you start driving all through your city, Lagos, Abuja, anywhere you are, and looking for where to print? Or would you rather just sit in the comfort of your, your home or office, anywhere you are, with good internet on the side, and you send it to an online store that is dedicated to printing drawings, operated by professionals that already know what quality print should be, I can bet you, right, that you will pick the most convenient option any day. And this niche in the printing sphere may not directly be a service, of course, that architects will render normally, but being the first that provides that service for architects and designers is what makes this particular print my drawing service a niche for me that is directed to, you know, designers and creators. So that is the first case study. Now the second case study is about an architect and her practice. And the reason why I, she made it to this state is I have been following her. She's actually one of my favorite architects in Nigeria. And I like the way she is growing. And of course, <laughs> I'll mention the name eventually. Her name is architect Tosin Oshinowo, right? I personally like to refer to her as the queen of beach houses. I heard this phrase somewhere and it has stuck. Now, doing research about her, you probably would know her as, you know, the designer of the Maryland Mall, popularly re referred to as the big black box in Lagos. You know, she's the founder and director of CMD Atelier, you know, an architectural practice based in Lagos, Nigeria. Now, one of the very, you know, amazing things about this architect and her practice is that even though they do other residential, commercial and other projects, you know, she has carved a niche for herself by any that nickname, the queen of beach houses. And listening to her speak about, you know, these beach houses, meeting the client's particular need with each of the beach house the firm has designed, you can tell that anybody that has the money and is looking to develop a beach house or a resort, at least in Nigeria, will first and foremost give her a call because she knows what she's doing. And that is just one of the niche she has. Now, see the reason why I'm excited to talk about her because these are people who have found a way you know, to create things that, yes, is what we see normally, but it is dominated by professionals who know what they are doing. So that is why she made it to this list. So the third one is the render like a pro. Render Like a Pro is a company that specializes in creating and teaching ArcVis even though the persons behind the Render Like a Pro platform uh, are architects and carries out you know, the very core functions of architecture, creating masterpieces through ArcVis is something that, of course, we now pride ourselves in. I'm the co-founder. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> So that also reflects in our name. Now, you are aware that there are thousands of persons doing visuals in Nigeria. But when people, architects, you know, developers need that visual to win or sell their project, they come to render like a pro. And in most times, I can, because I know how this works, I can tell you firsthand that in most of the conversations that has to do with pricing and fees discussion, you know, Anytime that comes to the table and the clients come, you know, pricing, you know, is usually not an issue because they already know where they are coming to because of that niche we've created, right? So because there's high demand and there's low supply, we can charge premium fees for our activities. 
So that's case study three. Case study four, basically, I'll be looking at an architect also that I respect so much. And of course, he went to my alma mater, so I'm very proud <laughs> to add him to the list. And his name is architect Oluwato Farati Badamosi. That's his name. And he's an architect, registered architect, and a licensed drone pilot. Now, that other part is the one that interests me licensed drone pilot. Now, this seasoned architect has carved a niche for himself in the filmmaking and architectural photography space. He does CG and all of that as well. But I'm most particular with the niche of being a drone pilot. Now, imagine you know that you could have the license to operate a drone you know without questions being asked and being able to get you know footages sometimes that are only you know only you can assess you understand and then it's it's amazing it just opens words for you it's, it's an uncharted territory for architects and i'm excited that somebody that is a creative that has learned the basics and the ropes of you know architecture can add that to you know add that feather to their cap so it's really exciting to mention now, also, I'll give a few mentions to other people that I know that are doing amazing things and are carved niche for themselves. The first is Chrono Stores. Chrono Stores sells everything that you need to put in your house. And it's an online store. Can you beat that? Owned by architects, right? But you could order a chair, a verse, flap, or what have you from the comfort of your home and they'll deliver. They're not necessarily designing in that aspect of their business, but it is a niche. So that is all about the case studies that a niche you know you can relate now the reason why i've shared this particular um, case studies with you is so that you can know that there are people who have put you know these principles into work and it's working for them these are firms that you can reach out to and ask questions and like i said earlier on in the podcast the reason why we like to use examples that are down to earth is so that you can relate the reason for this podcast is so as to grow your business of architecture is so that you can make better revenue know how to connect with clients right and these are all part of it so towards this end i'll simply just now take a look at what after all of these processes what do you stand to gain what is the benefit of having a niche for yourself right and the first one is you have less competition <laughs> yeah less competition it's amazing because you are now in a specialized field one of the main benefits of it is that you have a market where there's little or no competition and when you serve a limited or specific audience you can charge your premium rates at the end of the day if they ask you i'll go elsewhere you can tell them sir this is how much my fees are if you cannot pay it then you can go so that's the first one there's little or less competition the second one is because of that niche you are basically considered an expert in your field I'll take the case of architecture in Oshinawa. For me, if anybody wants to design beach house in this country, even as an architect, I'll probably do my research and I'm sure you'll come across her papers, her talks on all the things she has done and it will help you because that is what she does. She has done it six, seven, ten. who knows how many times, how many beach houses she has designed. So how to improve the processes is probably how she, what she's thinking, but she knows her stuff and that is what she does. So you become an expert. People view you as an expert in that particular field and it's good for image, it's good for reputation, it's good for business and it's good for money making. If you agree with me, then when people see you as an expert, what they do 
is then they become loyal to your brand brand loyalty when you have helped businesses to you know achieve their aim and you have given them that which they have paid for there's a tendency for them to want to refer you to someone else you know to do something and then you'll be the first person that comes to mind in that field in that niche so they they become loyal to your brand and another thing is you spend less money trying to get people on board now every strategy you might employ to get you know new works in because you have a niche that is high on demand you spend less money worrying about how clients are coming in because sometimes you have to start turning jobs or you have to look for a way to expand because word of mouth referrals that you keep getting will be such that you will never worry about where the next project will come from because it is sorted out already so you spend less on marketing researching on how to get new projects because they are always going to keep coming and when they keep coming it is it brings us to the high note of the business side of things in architecture right you make higher profit now you make higher profit margin because your customers know you are meeting specific needs so they are willing most times to part away with what you charge them of course it will be reasonable but it will not be somebody coming to tell you i'm sorry your fee is too high i'm going somewhere else let them go because don't forget there is less competition so your clients will always find you and because they are premium clients also who need specialized services you will make higher revenues you make more money you'll be able to train your staff you'll be able to create that architecture you know practice or service of your dream so that those are basically the benefits of creating a niche or finding a niche in architecture for architects and yeah it's actually worth it i can tell you that it is worth it when you don't have to worry about how your bills are going to be paid or how you are going to lay your staff up because there are no job for them to do so finding a niche is one of the ways that actually works all right guys thank you for sticking with me to the end of this particular show well i really enjoyed myself talking about it you know explaining some of these concepts it's, it's you know it forms like pictures in my head you know anytime i talk about it because these are things i spend days researching on discussing it finding ways in our own little sphere you know render like a procedural designs to implement them so it is something that is continuous I'm, i always mention in this uh, series of episodes that because something is good doesn't mean it cannot be improved on upon even when you have found the niche you still need to find a way to keep it constant and consistent so that is all about finding a niche in architecture so please if you have found a niche or you found something i might not have mentioned it right if you found something that works for you as an architect or as a creative in this space of architecture or something else that you feel can help us please let's validate this fact it's very very important let's reach out to me comment section please leave your comment share it let other people know and get this conversation going the more architects are doing well in our climb the better for the profession and please if this is your first time of listening to this podcast thank you very much please hit the subscribe button follow and turn on your notifications so that when the next episode drop you'll be notified automatically thank you very much guys until the next episode i remain your host Egbenyo leonard and this is still talks